Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another Mornings with the Masters, where we devote ourselves to the Lord daily with you. Good morning, you guys. Good morning, indeed. It's a special day, indeed. I'll just give a quick little baby <laughs> announcement just to ask for your prayers. Yeah. Um, Tori and I are beginning our brand new work schedule to Today. try to create a healthier work-life balance. Mm-hmm. And so just wanted to let you guys know that whenever we make these devotionals for you all, we want to like practice what we quote unquote preach. Mm-hmm. And we're always trying to work on stuff. So we yeah. could really use your prayers to see if this new work schedule will work better for us. Yeah. For sure. Anyways, um, so we're just super <laughs> excited about it. We've been we've been thinking about this for a couple about of a months. Month. Yeah. Well, yeah, you've been thinking about it for months, but <clears throat> I think you kind of aired it out about a month ago, and we've yeah. been excited to start. Yeah. But without further ado, we're back in New Morning Mercies, and Tori's just going to take it from here. Yes, y'all. Let's do it. Today's devotional says this: Every human being places his hope in something, and every human being asks that hope to deliver something. Where have you placed your hope? We've all been hardwired for hope. We all project our lives out into the future to imagine things as we would like them to be. We all carry around with us personal hopes and dreams. We all surrender our hearts to some kind of expectation. We all silently wish that things could be different than they are. We all hope in something and we all hope for something. So much of how we look at life and how we live our lives is connected to the things in which we place the fundamental hopes of our lives. Hope always has three elements, an assessment, an object, and an expectation. First, hope looks around and assesses that something or someone could be better than it is. That that something or someone is somehow broken. If things were as perfect as they could be, you wouldn't need to hope. Second, hope always has an object. It is the thing that you bank your hope on. You ask the object of your hope to fix what is broken or to deliver what is desired or needed. Third, hope has an expectation. This is what you ask the object of your hope to give you, what you hope the object of your hope will deliver. Now, there are really only two places to look for foundational life hope. That is basic meaning and purpose, motivation to continue, a sense of well-being, and that knowledge that you've hooked yourself to what life is really all about. You can search for hope horizontally in the situations, experiences, physical possessions, locations, and relationships of everyday life. There are two problems with looking horizontally. First, All of these things suffer from some degree of brokenness. They are part of the problem, and because they are, they are unable to deliver what you're seeking. Also, these things were never made to be the source of your hope, but to be fingers that point you to where your hope can be found. Paul says it all in Romans 5.5 when he tells us that hope in God will never put us to shame. It will never embarrass us by failing to deliver. In those words, Paul tells us where hope can be found. It is found only vertically. Only when God is your hope, is your hope sure and secure. Only he is able to give you the life that your heart seeks. Only he is able to give your soul the rest that it needs. Only he can deliver the internal peace that is the hunger of every human being. It's only when grace has hooked you to him 
that you are connected to what life is really all about. In his brief words, Paul confronts us with this thought. If your hope disappoints you, it's because it's the wrong hope. Today, what carries your hope? Yeah, this is beyond good. So good. I, I felt like this devotional hit me in the chest. Mm-hmm. Paul David Tripp's devotionals always do, which yeah. is why we keep coming back to New Morning Mercies. Yeah. But I loved how the author contrasted horizontal things versus vertical things, right. horizontal yeah. fulfillments, horizontal glories versus vertical glories or fulfillments. Yeah. And I think it's really important for us to think about that because mm-hmm. we've talked about it before, but it's worth us talking about every day because yeah. we do forget as people <laughs> that we're always trying to fill our cup yeah. with something. We're mm-hmm. always hoping for something or yeah. some of us, myself included, are expecting something. Yeah. We're hoping for a better body. We're hoping for more money or a better job, a more loving spouse, a spouse in general. We're always looking f- towards something, yeah. just like what this devotional said. It's, like, it's, a, it's as if something is broken and yeah. we're trying to fix it, and our hope is on that yeah. fix. Mm-hmm. I feel lonely, and that would be fixed if I were in a married relationship. Mm-hmm. I feel unhappy with my body, so if I got this work done or I got in the gym, then I would be happy. It's cause yeah. and effect. Mm-hmm. But just like what the author is saying is, is that those horizontal things, are fleeting. Yeah. They will not mean to us what we hope they do, yeah. but yet we keep running to them. Mm-hmm. And I just, I asked myself, and I almost got emotional as you were reading, I asked myself, I was like, when is the last, and I don't want to, I'm, I'm going to get emotional now. When is the last time that I sat down and was just truly content? When is the last time I just sat here and I was just like, I don't need anything and I'm okay. Like I, I can sit here and just worship the Lord and I don't have to, hope, quote unquote, or I don't have to have, be constantly let down. I don't have to worry about the way I look. I don't have to worry about our bank account. I don't have to worry about all my relationships. I can just fully live in the contentment of Christ because he is enough for me. How often do we sit down and just sit there and say, Christ, you are enough. I don't need more. You are my portion and my portion is overflowing. Mm -hmm. And now I can operate from abundance. I can operate from overflow. I don't have to operate for contentment. I'm operating from contentment because you are enough for me. And I'm sorry that I let these things of the earth take your place. Yeah. Yeah, So this Mm -hmm. devotional hit you. I I wasn't kidding when I said it hit me in my chest. Yeah, no, that's so good. Um, Something that I was thinking about towards the beginning of the devotional when he was talking about certain things that we put our hope in and then we get let down. And it reminded me so often of that let down when you have like a breakup and it's less sometimes about losing the person in the moment, but it's more about losing this future that you've dreamed about in your head. Like you have put your head somewhere in the future and you've imagined what this life would look like. And so when I talk to girls that are going through this breakup season, I feel like a lot of the time, the hardest part is breaking up with this future that you imagined Mm -hmm. versus the actual like toxic relationship you were presently in and your mind like plays tricks with you. And I feel like- 
we also do that in other areas, not even just in relationships, but with work, but with life, but with our spirituality, but with church life and all of these different things. It's like we allow our heads. I remember in our trying to conceive journey almost every single month, I struggled with, oh, well, if it was this month, it would be perfect because this person's coming into town and we'll be mm-hmm. able to share it with them or this holiday's coming up and we could announce it on Christmas or, or whatever that might have been. And then when it didn't happen, it wasn't only the letdown of the present moment. It was me breaking up with the future that I had imagined that thing carrying. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's so vitally important to actually surrender our future to God, to say, God, I know that whatever future I'm envisioning in my head right now does not compare to the future that you have for me. So help me sit in that moment like Chad was just doing and be content in the now. Be content, even if it's a storm, be content in the present moment that God is doing a deep work inside of you, bringing out impurity, showing you that he's enough inside of the storm. And even if you're not in a storm, if you are on the mountaintop saying, God, thank you for this moment, because I know that at some point I'll hit another valley because what is life? It is valleys and it is mountaintops. And so we're either going into a hard season or we are coming out of a hard season, but we, because our hope is in God can find peace and contentment in the roller coaster that life is. We can be consistent and remain and abide in him because he is constant throughout it all. Yes, our lives may look up and down and up and down, but he remains faithful. He remains loving. He remains kind. He Mm -hmm. remains. And because he remains, we can remain in him. And so I think it's so good this devotional where where are we finding our hope where are we placing our hope in today are we placing it in the future that we're imagining that our strengths and our quote-unquote talents can achieve or are we placing our hope in the god of the universe who authors a much much better story than we ever could. Yeah, I love what you're saying. Psalms 121 verses 1 and 2 say, I lift my eyes up to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And so if you are in the valley or even on the mountaintop, don't forget to look. I lift my eyes up Mm -hmm. to the mountain for where does my help come from? It doesn't say my help comes from my bank account. Yeah. It doesn't say my help comes from my wonderful spouse. It says my help comes from my Lord, yeah. the maker of heaven and earth. So good. And before we pray now, I did want to share just one quote that I saved the other day. And um, the quote said, my own expectations are the heaviest things I've ever had to carry. Yeah, so true. Want to pray sign out? I do. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, Lord, today we surrender our expectations to you. Father, we surrender what we have placed our hope in that is not you, Father. We remember that our hope is secure only when found in you. And that that is something we should celebrate, God. That the future you have written for our life is so much better than what we could write on our own. So, Father, forgive us for the things that we have placed higher in our hearts than you. Father, I pray that we would desire nothing more than your presence in our life. Father, we love you. 
We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, God. Amen, God. Amen, y'all. And that was that perfect time to break out the worship music and break out the journal and continue <laughs> pressing to the Lord. Yes, and y'all, don't forget that you are God's masterpiece. And don't forget that we love you. We love you guys, and we're talking to you tomorrow. Auf Wiedersehen.